really, really good college basketball game. Great atmosphere, great crowd, 18,000, everything that, um, you know, you don't, you can't forget that even though Kevin's, Kevin's, you know, they got off to a tough start. This is a really good basketball team that was picked at the top of our league and uh, had two first team all league players. And, and so that team is, Kevin's done an unbelievable job and that team's responded in a, in a really positive way and, and their young kids are continuing to grow. So uh, really proud of our group. Great environment. Great. Had to make plays. Had to make winning plays. I thought the play Marcus Damask made late when he didn't foul. Then it was the, you know, the outlet pass to, to Justin, to Coleman. And, you know, it was a big momentum play in the game. But I thought the job Terrence Shannon Jr. did late defensively. That's the Terrence Shannon that we, we know and love. On the defensive side, four blocks. Jameer got his. We knew he was going to take close to 25 shots. And I, you know, he, he makes eight of them. And I thought we just did a, Terrence did a great job on him late. And and then Marcus on the glass, I thought Ty's performance was spectacular, plus 20, plus minus some minutes on the court. Not as big a game for Coleman in terms of scoring the basketball, but he had a stretch there in the, in the middle of the second half that I thought was huge. So all in all, really pleased. Finally nice. I can check this one off. The only place I hadn't won was here. It feels, feels good to be able to do that. Hey, what's up? It's The Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Lante, Kyle Toss. Good talking to everybody once again. We were off on Friday due to the inclement weather. weather. Boy, boy, did I take some grief uh, was, for that one. Did you really? Yo! Yeah. Oh, well. They're like, Tay, have, have you not driven? Planted safe. In like a half an inch of snow <laughs> in your life? I'm we like, got a lot more than that, though. Yeah, we did. We got a decent amount. Seemed like by that time of the day, though, it was all gone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. You know... I was outside teaching my kid how to throw snowballs, so well, I, I, I got a win out of it. That is 10,000 times more important than sitting here talking to Kyle and it's I. It's all good. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I ended up picking Illinois in my preview. I was going to say, I, I, I don't know how many of us would have picked Illinois over Maryland. It's one of those games that just has been so frustrating for Illini fans to lose the Terps time and again. As Brad said there, at the end of that clip, his first time winning in College Park. Illinois as a program, the first time going there since the ACC Big Ten Challenge 2011. That was the last time they won against Maryland on the road. They got that done on Saturday. It was a hard-fought win. Terrence Shannon was spectacular. He might be fully back into his All-American form. Coleman Hawkins played pretty well. Marcus Damas was great. And Illinois solidifies the fact that as of right now, they're very clearly the second best team in the Big Ten. We'll talk about this as well. Purdue falls on the road yesterday in Columbus, which was shocking. But the fired coach boost, which seems to happen in a variety of sports, certainly worked for the Buckeyes. Chris Holtman gone, and Hmm. Ohio State gives an inspired performance. (laughs) They knocked off the Boilers. So Illinois still, as far as the Big Ten title chase, still has a hope there. And to get there, you had to win on the road against Maryland and, and to have that door be open. So, yeah. nice win for the Illini and meant a little extra because it was against Maryland, a team that's kind of been a thorn in your side. Big time. I want to know why Maryland isn't better than what they are. I mean, when you watch them play, and I know that they've always had kind of Illinois' number, but 
you look at that team, that is a solid team. And somehow you look at the standings and other teams have beaten them. And I'm like, how? I mean, it's a dogfight for a really good Illinois team to beat them. I mean, Jameer Young does his thing. That's what he does. You know, I know that got interesting afterwards with Kevin Willard mentioning that, uh, well, he got fouled 12 times. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Julian Reese has played well against us. It must just be the matchup thing. And I'll tell you right now, if we never have to play Dante Scott again, I'm fine with that. I like Dante Scott. He's a hell of a player. He always, since his freshman year, it seems like, or whenever he really started playing, seems like he's always had Illinois' number and has always done a good job against him. And, you know, for a couple of these years, we didn't have a four guy to guard him. Mm-hmm. We can remember yep. those desolate days. But, you know, even now, he still has games against Illinois. I'll say it. I don't want to run into them at the Big Ten tournament. I just don't because not only do these teams match up perfectly, but, man, Maryland always comes to play against us. Like, I, I don't know how I look at the scoreboard and they've lost to, like, Nebraska or something. I'm like, how? Yeah. But they they have. So, uh, but, no, Illinois. And then, of course, the Purdue win yesterday. We could not believe that. We were watching that instead of Daytona. Obviously, that got that raced out or rained out. It's about ready to start now. So, it was cool to because we all met as our group. Every year we meet for Daytona 500. So, we're like, well, let, the show goes on. So instead of watching racing, we watched a little basketball and loved every second of the end of that Purdue-Ohio State game. I bet. Yeah, just a a great outing for Jamison Battle, who went nuclear there in the second half. And just Ohio State played a stellar game. And just you're waiting for the fall off. Like surely the adrenaline and just the buzz that they have going is going to fall at some point. Purdue going on like an 8-0 run, take control and find a way to win. But you look at a team that's towards the bottom of the Big Ten, Ohio State still with that win, second to last, only above Michigan in the Big Ten standings. Maryland two spots above them. Squads that are Maryland in particular because they're older and they've got some proven like all-league type of guys. They Jimmy do. Young's going to be a first-teamer. Julian Reese is probably going to be at some you know, third team. At the, I would say. I, I, yeah. Most likely. He's put up good numbers. Mm-hmm. But – they're, that's a little surprising, especially Maryland preseason picked third in the league above Illinois. But they have given Illinois issues. I think we've talked about this before, but they're athletic, they're physical. Yeah. That was a bloodbath of a game for oh. about 30 minutes. And then where not a whole lot was called, I mean, there were fouls because yeah. you got to get some along the way to rack up. Illinois shot in the 30s, and Maryland was darn close. They were like 28 or something like that. But. It was called really tightly down the yes. stretch. And I always hate that where it's like... I do too. If if something's not a foul through the first three quarters of a game, and then all of a sudden they're calling ticky-tack stuff and yep. some just anticipatory calls. But Illinois able to, to withstand it. I like the way they went to Shannon down the stretch. And what he ends up with is 27 points. He goes 6 for 16 from the field. Wasn't having the three ball fall Illinois in general was only five for 20 from three but I think that even speaks a little bit more to what they could do offensively without the three ball going they were 32 for 36 from the line this is a team that we've talked about obviously all of last year and even early on this year why are they so bad at the free throw line all of a sudden they're over the last month or so they're reliable at the at the charity stripe Damas doing what he did and man he got bruised and battered Took an inadvertent shot from Dante Scott. Got hit uh, underneath the jaw, which was uh, mm. a, another one that he just kind of 
afterwards, he looked like a boxer. <laughs> Fortunately for Illinois side, had one. Right. Because he put a double-double <laughs> on the other side. But just a, a nice a nice win. Maryland's not going to look spectacular on your resume. It was more of a just kind of a you, you found a way to win a, a gritty physical game against a team that's has more talent than maybe what the record says. I agree. And just from a personal standpoint – it'd be frustrating to lose another one to that, that program. Yeah, and we've watched sports our whole life, Derek, and we realize that sometimes teams just match up and play well against you. I'll tell you another one. How about Illinois women's basketball against Indiana? I know that they hadn't won the last three times I think they played them. Remember last year they put a scare in them early? Mm-hmm. Yep. It seems like every time Illinois plays Indiana women's basketball, Illinois is a team that just frightens them. And then, of course, today, a rare 1 o'clock start – and the Illini women knock off 14th-ranked Indiana, 86-66. Blow them out. Blow them out, yep. So, Makaira Cook had a big game with 22. You had, what, five, six players. Only six played, from what I'm looking at here, for the Illini, and all six finished in double figures. So, that's huge. Uh, Bostic, of course, doing her thing, 12 points, 11 rebounds. So, but you just, you just kind of get that idea. So, I, I'm not going to apologize for beating Maryland, especially there, and I know you're not doing that, but – I just think that's a great win. That's a better win for Illinois than another team going into Maryland and winning because it just seems like we cannot shake them. And to be able to get one back after they stole one from you and then now to to understand you kind of control your own destiny. Now, this is is not going to be easy for Illinois to go to Wisconsin, to go to Iowa. You know, you've still got uh, some challenging games coming up with, of course, Purdue at home, but – Man, just get me to that game with a chance to tie Purdue atop the uh, Big Ten standings. How fun would State Farm Center be that day Mm. if Purdue came in, you're only a game behind with a chance to even that back up. Man, that would be fun. That atmosphere would be insane. Mm -hmm. And I know we've talked about in recent weeks about where State Farm Center stacks up around the Big Ten. Is the Orange Crush mostly Kyle to blame for – What's been going on here at home is the band up to snuff, but that would be a just electric atmosphere. Well, I, I've always said that you, you give State Farm Center a big game, and that place is as good as it gets in the I Big agree. Ten, maybe save for Mackey. I, yeah. I think Indiana's really, really good. I think Michigan State can be really good. Even Maryland, which Jeremy was there instead of me this time, but uh, sold out 17,000. They didn't show up for the Iowa game earlier last week but it looked like that crowd wow. brought it on Saturday but yeah Illinois Purdue for a share of the Big Ten title or because that wouldn't be the last game of the year uh, because Illinois would sure. still go to Iowa but that would be electric so uh, I did want to make one more note on the women's side credit to Wade on the U of I line link text line yeah. the women had lost get this 16 in a row wow which makes Indiana. what I said not make any sense it just seems like the last two years when Indiana's been ranked, I mean, they were ranked like fourth last year and they yeah. went into Bloomington and took it to overtime. So it makes no sense that I say they've always been a challenge for Indiana, but it seems like the but last two. They have two, played them tight. Even, even earlier this year was yeah. 77-71 in Bloomington. It just seems like these last two seasons. I mean, we know what Illinois women's basketball was before Shauna Green got here. I, you know, They didn't play anybody. They, they didn't give anybody fits, right, except maybe some random game I've never heard of the college so, I mean, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, it was just bad, you know, Kennesaw State. Yeah. But since Sean since Sean <laughs> has arrived, I mean, they have played that Indiana squad tough, and, and it's good to see him come back on the other side now and get one. 
For sure. I don't know it's if that's disappointing that no. It, I mean, they're a game above 500. Yeah. It's yeah. disappointing they started, what was it, two and six in yeah. Big Ten play. They're eight and ten overall. They have won five of their last seven. I mean, don't you think this is a team that could do some damage at the Big Ten women's tournament? You know, you've got a, an experienced squad. So I, I'm not holding out hope that the Illini women can run the table maybe and try to get – just have a good showing. Now, you'd still have to beat Ohio State probably. You'd still have – or Iowa – with Caitlin, but mm. it'd be fun. They play for Caitlin this, this weekend, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's in be. Iowa City. Is that one on national TV? Because every one of her games is on national it TV. Probably is. It's pretty cool that they show them, and I watch every one of them. I, I enjoy watching that team. I mean, I, I love Sunday. watching her. But is it Sunday? Yeah. Okay, it might be a CBS game, which would be cool. I'm all right. I'm okay with that. Let's go for sure. <laughs> but yeah, back to the Illinois side. What would ha- Illinois on the men's side probably has to win out to win yes. the Big Ten, assuming Purdue doesn't drop another one. You look at their schedule. The Boilers will return home to play to Rutgers. They go at Michigan. They host Michigan State. Then they're at Illinois and host Wisconsin, who, yeah. woof. They're not the winning. Badgers. right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lost again over the weekend in Iowa City. It's always tough to go on the road, but to see them go from where they were, a fringe top 10 team in the country, to now having lost five of six, I don't have a lot of confidence in Michigan State losing any of those other games. I mean, I'm sorry, Purdue, Purdue losing yeah. any of those other games despite going on the road and losing Ohio State where they definitely were not expected to. Illinois, they're still in the middle of a a favorable stretch, in particular now that you got Maryland out of the way. You got at Penn State. By the way, Kanye Clary has been dismissed from I the program. There's rumors of we've heard about Doug McDaniel and academics that Clary's had some – academic issues as well so that's at least the rumor i haven't heard heard or seen anything confirmed on that but he's not going to be in the mix on wednesday illinois will then host iowa and minnesota not gimme games but games you should win sure at wisconsin host purdue at iowa so and of course we always have that little fear of at wisconsin right but you've really turned that around quite well as well you know lately for brad squad to go up to madison i know they got the win last year matt meyer i think had a Finally, I remember yeah. his name. Uh, he had a bit because I remember your interview with him. That's right. I think you had a great interview with Matt. And so, you know, that was a big win for them last year. Of course, you think back to the I.O. shot mm. and such. So, well, after- and Kofi just annihilated Oh, them. yeah. They would not. Stephen Crowell and those big guys inside that <laughs> they are, are kind of frail. And <laughs> he just broke them in half. He totally did. I, I, I'm with you because if you look at Purdue, the only way they're probably going to lose is on the road. And there are only two road games at Michigan. We know, you know, what that is. And then, of course, here, which could a- actually happen. So, I, it's just cool this late in the year, especially with as good of a team, Purdue, we knew coming in was going to be one of the top-ranked teams, if not number one, which they have been a lot of the season. You just kind of felt like, I don't know that Illinois, as good as they are, is going to get a Big Ten title. But to be six games from the from the finish line, essentially, and have a shot and can kind of control your own destiny, hey, I'll sign up for that every year. I definitely would. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I want to pitch this to both you and Kyle and, and kind of tie it back to what we saw on Saturday with the way that Terrence Shannon's been playing. Now, I mentioned his stat line offensively. Defensively, he had four blocks. He did a really good job on Jameer Young. Our friend Isaac Trotter had a good tweet. He went back and watched every possession of Jameer Young. 
his usage on Saturday, and I think he was two for nine from the field against Shannon, and then wow. did the rest of his damage, which would have been his six of his eight makes on the rest of the Illini. So when Shannon was seeing him, he was able to mm. make like tough for a first team All Big Ten guy, and that's what we talked about about a week ago. Was hey, Terrence is starting to pick some things up offensively, but defense has really been lacking. When would that come back around? Illinois still gave up eighty as a team, yeah, which I agree. I still have questions about this squad overall defensively. But what I'm getting at is how much more confidence do you guys have in Illinois in this stretch run now that we're seeing this version of Shannon again? Because it, it felt like I I wondered. I, I'm like, he's too good to just yeah. be a shell of himself the rest of the way. He'll pick it up at some point. Would he be that all-American alpha dog in a rhythm type of guy like he was before? I start as games went on. I started to maybe have more and more doubt. Never that I was like, okay, for sure, it's not going to come back. But you just wonder with all that's weighed on his mind and exactly. what he goes into as far as road environments and everything. I, I at least had the thought. Now he looks like he will get back to that. Well, and I, and I'll let Kyle obviously expand on this, but it, you know, I'm not breaking ground here with a statement, but when he goes downhill. That's when he's at his best. And it seemed like when, the, when he first came back, he wasn't getting downhill as much. And, you know, obviously defense has a lot to do that with that in the terms of getting Illinois some transition points, and they were able to do that. And, you know, he, when he starts to do his shot out of a cannon and flies down, I still don't know how he does what he does sometimes because it's like he can make himself real thin like a paper and sneak right between two guys while drawing a foul while also executing – uh, the the shot. I mean, it's, it, he just his hang time is incredible, and even after getting bumped or something, he's able to just kind of just float and put it in. And and so when he's downhill, I think that's incredible. I do have two things, though, Kyle. Before you go, uh, that women's game Sunday is on FS1, so it is a nationally televised, which is cool. Although I guess everything's kind of nationally televised now, right? Except but, for Peacock. Well, yeah, except for Peacock, exactly. But yeah, you know, so that'll be a chance to watch Illinois and Caitlin. Uh, number two, did Isaac, by chance, um, in his article, mention if he if uh, Jameer Young was fouled like twelve <laughs> times down the stretch? Because that's certainly what I don't think he did. Kevin Willard uh, was all about. Uh, but no, I, listen, Colin, you can go with this one. I mean, when when Shannon's on and when he's d- getting downhill like he has started to do again, especially against Maryland, then I think this team is a team that is destined for some really good things. Yeah, I mean, I think stars win in March usually. Good call. Usually the teams that go on a deep run have one guy who he's putting up 27, 28, 27. Like you can – a guy can carry you almost single-handedly. Not that Terrence really has to do that because I'd throw in Damask and Coleman. Mm-hmm. Is there a ton of better trios in the country that you're going to cool. see than those three the way they're playing right now? But Shannon has to be the best of those guys because he's the most dynamic offensively. He's the guy that's going to draw the most attention. He's the guy that when he gets downhill, like you said, it opens everything up for everybody else. And it also allows Illinois to play faster when he yes. gets out in transition. I thought they were playing a little too slow when he was out, and that's why you saw the offense bogged down a little bit. But now with him playing like this, I think it's going to be hard for anybody in Illinois' path to stop them offensively. The key is going to be, can he, along with other guys, defend? But yep. Illinois' offense is one of the best in the country if he's playing like this. And I think Stars usually, when you think about the teams with the 
deep march runs, mm-hmm. you have that one guy that kind of carries you through it. Would agree, because if the rest of the team's slumping, Shannon's got a chance to carry you. And that's the good thing about this team. They have so many different ways they can beat you. Like you said, Derek, a minute ago, they didn't shoot that well from three, but yet they still scored how many? 80-plus points. 85. Now, defensively, and I, Bill brings up a good point, I'm not going to believe it until they show they can defend real guards. Guards have hurt us. But guards have also hurt a lot of teams this season. I mean, you, you, you look around, and Jameer Young's not being shut down very often. Tyson Walker's not being shut down very often. Boo, boo. So, yeah, boo. So, I mean, but, but I get Bill's point. I agree that, with him, yeah. Is that this defense has not been the same since Shannon left. And even the game against Maryland, it was still a little bit to be you know, a little bit more to be desired, I guess, on the defensive end. So I think that's the next step for Brad, and, and he, he doesn't need me to tell him that. He, he knows that this team has the ability to put up points. Now it's a matter of let's make sure we get it done on the other end, and that could, that could make our season really special. You know the other thing, too, real quick. Like, you know how those games in March, first of all, as a fan, you're just nervous as all get out, right? It's like, oh, here we go. It seems like sometimes in March Madness, a lot of times, like you get a one and done, right? You don't get a chance for a second shot. What I like about this Illinois team, and even Brad jumped Marcus Damask the other day after he had, what, two rebounds in the previous game? Mm -hmm. Comes out and gets you a double-double with getting 11 or so rebounds. That's the thing that can really help if you're kind of having a cold shooting night a little bit. Being able to go rally or corral offensive rebounds and give yourself second chance points that could be a big, big thing for Illinois down the stretch. That's a big reason why you see them, as far as their efficiency, they're fifth in the country in offensive efficiency. They're 21st in offensive rebounding rate. They get back more than 35% of their misses. Wow. (laughs) That is part of what makes them so productive offensively because they get multiple cracks at it when they don't make that first shot. So uh, it's certainly a big asset the ability for Shannon, now that he's back, to get to the free throw line, to get downhill. You look at the fast break points. They had 19. I know you mentioned that earlier. They had 19 against Maryland. They had 22 against Michigan. Huge. The squad was averaging about six or seven a game in Shannon's absence. That's up to about 14. Man. So he's, just his presence has doubled what they're doing on the fast break. And if they find a way to get more stops, you right. imagine that would only provide more chances to run and get out in transition. I agree with Bill, like, I still think that I'm wanting more from Ty Rogers defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting more from Justin Harmon defensively. I know that Luke Goody and Marcus Damask are liabilities. Goody right. in particular here right. recently. I know he's our guy, but he's <laughs> he's struggling a little bit uh, of late. Not playing his best. I've said it before. He's capable of playing better. Uh, and then as far as like making adjustments, that was one thing that I want to pivot to. I thought Brad did do some things differently in this game that – that helped Illinois. They trapped Julian Reese yep. on a lot of his post-ups, especially like right off the, the bat, his first post-entry, which you knew Maryland was going to go to on their first time down the floor. Set Shannon the goes and, and traps him. They were able to knock the ball out of his hands a couple of times. And then they ultimately, it took a little while. For, Young cooked him for a good portion of that first half. Then they started blitzing him. They started sending Coleman and whoever was guarding Young at him to trap him. He ends up turning it over. I just kind of seemed to to make him uncomfortable at some point. So having the ability to attack teams with different forms of, of defense, different buttons you can push, I think it's important it, versus kind of knowing – when you have a guard that is that talented like mm. like Young or have a mismatch where Coleman's not great at guarding the five, you've got to be able to throw different stuff at people. And I think the Bre- 
Brad and the staff were able to to dial that up. I know it wasn't some kind of like innovative, like they, they invented right. the wheel right. or, or reinvented the wheel, however you say it. <laughs> but to actually go out and do it, you you I thought they would, but you always wonder, hey, would maybe be a little bit too stubborn to change too much. I think that's important, especially when you talk about March, talk about adjustments. Yeah. I feel like people have brought that up before. Well, I agree. And speaking of wheels, there's a lot of them about ready, ready to get rolling here. Well, I, I feel like Brad finally like flipped on 93.5 on the way home from Ubbin one day. And he's like, oh, Derek's talking about maybe trapping the post. Oh, Kyle brings up a good point about doing that. Okay, I'm going to try it. And he did, and it worked. So maybe, maybe uh, he's he's going to be listening anymore. So that's how it goes for those kind of things. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned about Goody before this season's done. He's going to have an impact on a game, of right? On a big game, and he is kind of. I mean, you know, Goody's out there not necessarily to be your defensive stopper. We understand that. We like his effort on the rebounding side. He's just got to knock some shots down, and he knows that. And I think I read you wrote or someone wrote that he's three of his last fifteen from three yes. so month of february through that, 15. yeah that's yep. not something that is normal for luke goody so maybe um i think you also wrote maybe you know that's he's going to come out of that and that's going to help illinois here down the stretch so but there again it speaks more to just you have so many different guys that can get it done on the offensive end so it's not that end that i worry about right it's the defensive end and the adjustments and kyle i'll let you talk to the adjustments i think that is big uh, that Brad showed that, and I think it's even bigger, Derek, that you pointed that out because too many times we rip on him, probably for good measure, about not making adjustments or teams making adjustments that Illinois do not react to. So I think it's good that you point out that he did that going into that game, and it was a big reason why Illinois won. Yeah, well, I it's just certain matchups I feel like you just have to kind of not be as stubborn like Maryland, do you look at right? That's you look at some of the guys. You look at some of the guys there, like Deshaun Harris Smith, their freshman. If he shoots a wide open three on a possession, that's a win for Illinois mm-hmm. defense. You saw him clank one down the stretch there. Like Maryland has two guys that can beat you, and they're two guys that Illinois, in their base defensive scheme, really struggles with. Yep. A really quick, yep. explosive guard and Julian Reese one on one on Coleman Hawkins. So it, it doesn't have to be every time. It, you can still play the matchups. You can still stay within kind of what your fundamentals are if you're Brad Underwood. But against a team like Maryland or a certain matchup in the tournament, like, yeah, you just gotta you gotta adjust based on who you're playing. That's what I, all I wanted to see. I think it's cool. Like Derek, you mentioned about you know Illinois having three guys that can really do a lot of damage. I mean, I would throw Scott in there with Maryland as well. But it's kind of interesting to go through. You go like Purdue. You know, with Edie, obviously, Lance Jones has been huge for them. And then the little point guard who Braden I can't – Yeah, yep. Braden Smith, who's playing exceptional this year, especially late. And and you just – you kind of go through that. You know, Wisconsin, you got A.J. Storr. You've got probably uh, – Hepburn. Hepburn. And then maybe who's five? Wall. Tyler Wall, yeah. I mean, would be maybe their uh, their other dude. But they they're, they need all eight to win. You know, and, and they do. I mean, that's not – I'm not ripping them for just that. Just not recently. Th- right. They just – I don't think they have the firepower of those other three that we've talked about. Even Northwestern with Bowie, Barnheiser, yeah. and before his injury, Ty Berry, but even Ryan Langborg. Yep. You've got to have that third guy. If you're going to be competing at a high level, you've got to have that third guy that can do damage. And certainly Illinois got it, so it's fun. Or man. you can just is... wear the fear of God uniforms. <laughs> and uh, how horrific were those? Those are disgusting, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> what is up with the uniform and jersey business? I don't. Fanatics messing up these baseball uniforms, and I now we got whatever the heck that was. People must buy them. I, I don't know. I mean, it was funny. Indiana certainly acted like it was a big deal, but I. Oh, boy. What's funny is, you know, like these Nike and Adidas, they, they spend so much money. Mm. So I, they feel like, well, we got to do something different. We got to keep crossing the line. Or not crossing the line to battle. I'm just like, we, got, we can't just stick to the standard. Yeah, it's right. got to be something different. And, you know, for, for a fan like me, I never even care about uniform. I, I don't care as long as I know which ones my team is wearing and they have some semblance of a color to what I like and know, like the orange. Then I'm like, I don't care what is said on the uniform. I don't. I know baseball went to that. You know where they do they still do that? Where they have a home game during a certain weekend and they put the nicknames on the yeah. Back. They put the nickname. Which at first I fought it because I'm to the traditional old man yelling it's at people. Fine. But yeah, then I kind of I'm like, you know what? Those are actually pretty cool. So I don't know why the card. I've kind of been sour that the Cardinals don't have like an alternate red jersey. I yeah. like that they brought back the powder blues to wear every once. Yeah, I just. I like the – I'm not the, okay, the you can only wear white or you only wear <laughs> right. gray. But if you're going to have an alternate jersey, make it look good. I know. I know. I get one of those throwbacks or the white script. Oh, I see. I love those. Which I know they've mostly been done before in the past. But the Indiana thing – I like the scripts. I do. Kyle, are you getting fired up? They're about ready to go green in Daytona. I know he's fired up. I wish there. I knew what that even meant. <laughs> well, they're going to throw the green flag down and go. We're going racing, <laughs> Kyle. If you can move your head mean? a little bit more, well, that means we're starting yeah. the race, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Lap cars out. Let's go. Kyle, can you or press your car. face against the the soundboard <laughs> for the rest of the show? That's what Lon's asking. I right told now. Derek on the way in. I said, "Hey, if I go quiet for a little bit, uh, it's just that I'm watching the Daytona and I'm trying not to curse because my drivers went to the wall." Yeah. But uh, but no, yeah, that that's it. hey. And Sean said red would be sick for the Cardinals. I, that would Wouldn't be it? cool because spring training it seems like they do a lot of red. They have. I think they've just changed that yeah. this year where they're not going to wear the. They haven't been wearing those red oh like BP uniforms. Okay. I they're like me- they're messing up uniforms left and right I know. Here recently. I remember a giveaway that no longer even comes close to fitting me. Uh, they they gave away like a red you know jersey that had the holes in it or whatever. Yeah, like the mesh. Yeah, the mesh. That's that's the word I was looking for instead of that had the holes in it. Um, <laughs> but but that was a cool jersey. I think my boys wear it now. Mine, but I mean that's a cool look. I like that. They always go with like the different hat. Remember they had the Sunday hat that had the red bill and yes. the blue. Uh, the blue top and then yep. the the red bird on it, you know, mm-hmm. that was kind of reddish. But uh, but yeah, they don't do much on the uni side, which is crazy. I'm with you there. The cubbies I, don't I'm, change it up a ton either. Although yeah. I like their spring training, their spring training cap. It's got the cubby bear on it. Oh, does Have it? You seen it, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, see, I like. I, I kind of like that cubby bear logo. I wish yeah. they kind of incorporated that a little more. I like the traditional Cubs uniform. The pinstripe kind of white. I do, too. I mean, I, I, like, the, I like that. the blue alternate, too. Yeah. I just kind of wish the Cubs just have never really had, like, that alternate that they bring out right. every once in a while for one series, other than the City Connects, which everyone does. They There's some cool, like, older throwback uniforms that they just never venture out in any of those. It's just the home whites I know. and the road blues. And see, I like that. And Which is it. boring, probably. I, I wish they would just throw like one other little alternate <laughs> in there. You know what our teams need to do is start winning first, and then we'll worry yeah. about our uniform. Cubs should sign a free agent and 
present the new uniform when the introductory press conference. <laughs> Let's do, yeah, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, yeah, John, good I'm, call. Saluki's knocked off Indiana State. Poor Sycamores, man. Oh boy, they got to twenty third and then lost Frank, or just you know abruptly lost two straight, including one at SIU. Illinois State. Yeah. Beat them there. Yep. And then they lost at SIU. And yeah. went to the dog pound and good luck there. Uh, SIU did play Drake well on the road recently, which gives me a little hope for that Missouri Valley Conference tournament down in St. Louis. So we'll see. Good basketball, though. I was going to add on the note of uh, needing to win more. Can you imagine? I should have mentioned this before we pivoted away, but on the note of the jerseys one more time. Yeah. Like if you're if you're an Indiana fan and you're watching during the like the Bob Knight era, right? Oh yeah. And they say, "Do you want to see a flasher into the future?" <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Let's see what it looks like. How, how many more of those banners do we got? Out there? Uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry uh, about those. I just want to tell you. So Indiana <laughs> basketball, they these are your uniforms. You don't have a shooter, and you're about to miss the tournament for the fifth time in the last seven years. Wow. I never would have when I was Kyle's age. If you would have told me at some point in your life, Indiana's going to become basically almost non-existent at basketball for a stretch, I would be like, no way. I mean, they're going through the what Illinois did for a while. Not making tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just a, a team that is very beatable, whether they're at home or on the road. Yeah, they've lost a lot of luster in that program. I agree. And I am just, I don't lose sleep over it. I can <laughs> promise you that. I promise you that. <laughs> well, they're off and rolling at Daytona. We do have a question. Uh, Mark Aslan, do you know what NASCAR stands for? Uh, I know it's like stock car racing. How about in a national association? National association uh, makes stock sense. Car. I'm guessing here. That's pro- stock car auto racing. We got our first. Ah. Got our first. Uh oh, that's. We got our first. See, I'm, I can't do this. I can't watch. National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. Ah, that, okay. There you go. There's a handful of cars that are just in the grass right here and beat up. This live commentary is going to be just <laughs> I know. Golden. I'm horrible at it. I have always been bad at any kind of a play-by-play, so you don't need me. I can't comment on everything that happens at Daytona. I'm going to have to quit watching, to be honest nah, with you. No, it's fine. <laughs> I don't think any of the huge names maybe got knocked out. So We do have to quit talking. We've got to catch a break here. If you want to weigh in, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I, our line link text line. We've had plenty already. We'll get to those as we go along. Hit us up. Uniform thoughts, Illinois over Maryland and the like. I want to talk a little bit more, obviously, Big Ten, big picture. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit bunched up behind Illinois. And depending on how some things fall, uh, different results. I, I want to ask you guys, too. Big Ten Coach of the Year is an interesting mm, conversation. Mm-hmm. What would Illinois have to do for Brad Underwood to win it? Who else is in the mix? Obviously, would Matt Painter win it just if Purdue is able to get that Big Ten title for the second year in a row? I want to talk about that a little bit when we return. So, Brad's never won it, right? He has not. Yeah. Despite being the winningest Big Ten coach over the last oh four seasons, he has not won Big Ten Coach of the Year. Yeah, I hadn't put those two together you know, in that same thought. Interesting. All right. Well, I, I've got some thoughts on all, all that. All right. We'll get to that when we return. This is The Drive. 
So when was the last time you saw a best deal guarantee? You mean a promise that actually held up? Right. That some unknown online entity didn't want you to log in and download a code and then re-verify as you join some club? Drives you nuts, I know. And then once you purchase that set of steak knives? Well, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is a lot simpler. You find a verified great deal and they beat it. Just show them the deal you saw. A newspaper clipping or the online cart price will do, and then you're good. At Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, it's one of those instances where you see a best deal guarantee and... You get the best deal. This is Dennis Rekin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Our exclusive 10-year protection plan comes free with most appliance purchases. Whether it's a GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Bosch, or any of our 30 brands, I guarantee we will beat any competitor's deal. Wow! PDR Automotive has now been serving the Champaign-Urbana area for over 50 years. To give you some perspective, 50 years ago ended the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War, and it was when Secretariat won the Triple Crown. So what does that mean for you and your vehicle? Whether you need a carburetor overhauled or your new vehicle computer system diagnosed or programmed, PDR Automotive has the experienced, knowledgeable staff that can handle all your automotive needs. Online at PDRauto.com, they are what's best for your truck or car. They are... PDR. A tradition of excellence over 150 years in the making. At Busey Bank, we're committed to building relationships that span generations. Wherever your journey in life leads you, we are with you along the way, creating a legacy for you and your family. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. BMW, Buick, GMC, Honda, and Subaru. Welcome to Sarah Champagne. We can handle all your car repairs on site, including paintless dent repair, bumpers, windshields, everything in between. We have an amazing selection of new or pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Shop from home and buy online or reserve your vehicle before it hits our website or dealership. Sarah Champagne is home of the Sarah One Price Promise, delivering an honest and transparent buying experience. Hurry in or shop online at sarahchampagne.com. Hi, I'm Tyler Weaver, president of Carpet Weaver's Flooring and Furniture Gallery. Take a look around your home. Is it finally ready for some much-needed updates? If you don't know where to start, then just meet with one of our experts. We'll help you find the perfect waterproof plank floor for your kitchen or that stain-resistant, super-soft carpet for your bedroom. Finish your room update with a custom sofa and chairs or choose a trendy in-stock dining set that's priced right. Come home to Carpet Weaver's, where floors, furniture, and family meet. I'm Justin Ike, co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. So, Justin, tell me what you see as typical when it comes to sewer repair. Give me a scenario. Your sewer's backed up, and somebody comes along and says, you need this repair for X amount of dollars. Here's my price. And you don't think to go looking for another company or a second opinion because you don't feel like you have time. So is it possible that you might get charged a little more because it's kind of a desperate moment? Do some companies do that? Oh, absolutely they will. They know you're in a pen. Typically, if you call us, me or Will can be out there within an hour to look at that problem for you. Whether you call me first or you call me second, make sure you give me a call. Anything else, Justin? You can always trust Fred's. Great to know. Thank you. That's Justin Ike, the co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. If you want more information about this great 45-year family-owned company, just go to fredscu.com. That's fredscu.com. 
Two Men in a Truck has been recognized as a trusted leader in the moving industry for over 35 years. Now we are proud to offer that same reliability to junk removal, introducing Two Men and a Junk Truck to the Champaign area. Our goal at Two Men and a Junk Truck is to help you make room for what matters most. We can make your garage, attic, basement, house, or business look bigger with our furniture or appliance removal. Contact us today at twomenjunktruck.com. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. 217 says, Lon, did you and your buddies watch Ohio State knock off Purdue then switch over to watch Ricky Bobby? <laughs> we did. Do you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Do you know what we finally did? We started doing some dice games and all of that, but we, we brought up the 1988 Daytona 500, and <laughs> we were having some fun with it. You know, I was like, uh, I was like, Davey Allison – you know, leads the crew to, into the finish line with an average lap speed of 84 miles an hour. <laughs> They're flying at Daytona. It's funny to see, like, uh, back then you had, like, Oldsmobile and, you know, all the difference. So that's what we did. We were so geeky, we pulled up the 88 Daytona 500. I don't even think we finished it. We just it was started an Oldsmobile it. car? Wow. Oldsmobile, baby. That was the that, – that was uh, – who was in that? Richard Petty, I think, was in that. He got taken out early in that race, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> so when my grandma's driving around to Oldsmobile back when I was a kid because she was racing. It, those Oldsmobiles, you you know, they were built like tanks. You couldn't hurt them, right? So it's like, oh, boy. Yeah, I can remember. What, what did we have? We had a Parisienne was my first car I ever drove, a blue Parisienne that had Neil Tay license plates. How I mean, tell me I'm not picking women up in that thing <laughs> for dates, you know? And then it would be like, that car, if I brought it in this studio right now, would not fit in this room, I don't think. That's how big it was. <laughs> I think my dad was more like, listen, I'm not worried about you getting hurt in this thing. Just don't hurt anybody uh-huh. in this tank. So <laughs> it's, that's awesome. They watched Ricky Bobby. Let's go. I like it. I like it. Lon, you'll have to rely on him for the racing updates, but... uh I think you'll just hear in his commentary. I was going to say, I think Burton's out. And uh, who was the other one? We don't even know how to say his name. Uh, You were on that. Carson, is it Hosevar? So no big names necessarily. Is that Burton? Is that Ward's son? Ward Burton? No, go ahead. I don't know. On the note of the Big Ten title chase and also Big Ten coach of the year. Yes. Through the years, to refresh everybody's mind, here's the last four winners of the Big Ten Coach of the Year award. Chris Collins last year, of course, making the tournament for the second time ever in school history. Greg Gard won it in 20 and 21, which was the year that Wisconsin and Illinois shared Mm. the Big Ten title, but Gard got the 
usually it's of course based on preseason expectations yep. in comparison to what you actually go do. The 2021 season, the COVID year, Juwan Howard uh, winning not only Big Ten Coach of the Year, but National Coach of the Year as well. Greg Gard won it in 1920. That was a three-way tie for first in the Big Ten between Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Maryland. Greg Gard got that one as well. Do you know what Brad Underwood's record is against the last four Coach of the Year award winners? Oh. Again, Greg Gard twice, Juwan Howard once. Chris Collins once. Oh, this has got to be interesting. Well, we know he's eight and zero against Howard. Mm-hmm. So let's over. The, how about over the last four plus seasons during when Illinois has been good? Okay, what has he done against these guys? I think during the seasons that we're talking about. So since the nineteen twenty season. When guard won it, then Howard, then guard, then Collins. They probably didn't. They probably haven't played exactly thirty-two games total against these four, but I'll go with that number. I'll go with like twenty-two and ten. Twenty-two and ten. Kyle, do you have a guess? I'll try to give you the probably the, better than that. Can you so, give me the total? Yeah, amount let's of games? do. No, played ten fair. against Collins, eight <laughs> against Howard, six against guard. Mm. So. 24, 24 games. Oh, I was thinking four. That's my fault. 24 games against those three. Okay, let me redo mine, too. During that span. So 24. I think I know last it, but four I want to let Lon guess first. I'll go 18 and six. Okay. I think his only two losses are the two to Collins, 22 and two. Is that right? He you hasn't lost a guard? Not during that stretch. You were wow. on the money, Kyle. During that stretch, the last four plus seasons, Brad Underwood is eight and two against Chris Collins, wow. eight and zero oh against Juwan Howard, six and zero oh against Greg Gard. Oh my! <laughs> That's mm. how do you know that? I mean, come on! I knew he was undefeated against I, Juwan. I, do you study? Like, do you have anything other than <laughs> sports on your? tablet and whatever things you guys he doesn't actually use. go to school here you guys know I, that right? you know i think that's exactly <laughs> I, kyle lives in like a he's got like this little trailer that he lives in in like ogden illinois and it's like there's six tvs constantly showing sporting events and he's got four computers up reading every sports paper that is ever published he's killing it and he knows everything that's except right. like I don't know. Do you know the Blues backup goalie? No, I don't. Okay. I don't know anything about this NASCAR race going on. <laughs> well, that's true. Okay, well, I got you Can help there. me on that one. <laughs> so, guys, oh, man. what would have to happen for Brad to finally win Coach of the Year? Do they need to share the Big Ten title? Yes. Yeah, they would have to. Either share it or win it outright. Mm-hmm. I, and I, the, the reason I say that is because I, I think even now – from the beginning until now, everybody just assumed Purdue was going to win this thing. And I know Wisconsin kind of had their run that kind of caused a little bit of a stir, and now they've had their run the other way. And Illinois is just kind of hanging in there. But I think if they tied – and this is why this is the, the least important award that, I've, that has ever been given in the history. Because like you said, you're either expected to do really well and you do well, so you get punished – or you're expected, like Matt Painter this year, is expected to win the Big Ten, and if for some reason Illinois would tie him, then all the votes would go to Brad Underwood because they'd be like, well, you know, we can't give it to Matt because this team should have won it outright. You know, it's like, I just won a Big Ten title, which he would take over any Coach of the Year award. So, I don't know. I've just never been a fan of the Coach of the Year because 
Well, do they it, ever it like give it? It hurts to, the coach that's supposed to be good. Yeah, I was going to say, have they ever given it to a guy like Painter this year who just won the conference right. he's supposed to win with the roster that came back? Yeah, it'd be interesting. Like if Purdue wins, let's say they win this thing by two games over Illinois. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't Matt Painter be coach of the year? But yet then everybody's going to say, well, but they've got Edie and they've got this. And I mean, I, you know, he, he had to bring in. He has two still young guards that I know got a lot of play last year. And then he's got Lance Jones, who he brought in. I mean, that you got to give him credit for that, coming going out to the portal and identifying a guy like Lance Jones, who's been huge for that team. And then, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's I know it's easy to coach a guy like Zach Eady, but there's still that expectation and that pressure on you to make sure that Zach Eady's getting not getting beat up every game. And I know I know what people think of that, that he gets a lot better treatment than Kofi ever did. So, you know, I feel like probably Matt goes into every game with the argument of my big man's going to get beat up like Brad did with Kofi. And so from the from the opening tip, I've got to start complaining about my guy getting beat up. And that can't be fun to do. Like, I would not enjoy that as a coach. So, yeah, I don't know. I just – I think if Purdue won by, like, two to three games, I think it should go to Painter as the coach of the year because – I mean, I understand like Minnesota. Well, that's great that Minnesota's done what they've done, but don't be so bad. Like, don't don't yeah, come in right. with everybody thinking you're going to suck. And then, you know, it's cool what Fred Hoiberg's done with Nebraska. That's great, but you're still going to finish like fourth or fifth. So what the hell does that matter? So I, I don't know. I, it's just I, – I also wonder, Painter's already won it four times. Has he? Really? Which is a credit to him, obviously. But will that – be on top of another log in the fire for voters mm-hmm. to say, do we want to give it to Matt right. again? It, it does feel like there's almost been a little bit of a too far correction to give it to an underdog type of situation. Agreed. Agreed. Now, like I, I'm not going to say that like Chris Collins didn't deserve it last year. Steam went 12 and eight in big 10 play. They had a good year, yeah, but that's like, that's almost like the feel good story. Yeah. For like, sure. Oh, well, Northwestern never makes it. And they did. So we're going to, well, how about not ever making it? <laughs> How about make it more often so yeah. we, we don't have to – It's just, that, that's the stuff that I, I just don't ever like the Coach of the Year award. When's, who's the last Illinois coach to win Coach of the Year? I would imagine it was 0405 Bruce Weber. Bruce Weber. Yep. Before that, Henson won it in 92-93. They wow. only went 11-7 and in Big Ten play that year. That's weird. Did Self – he never won it? Nope. So Illinois, in the last of the coaches they've had, have only won – Three times. Twice. Twice. And Illinois had some good basketball teams in, in the meantime. They have. I know they had that stretch, but. Tom Izzo has won it, let's see, three times. Is that it? <laughs> Izzo's won it three times. Painter's won it four. Gene Cady's the highest I'm seeing here. He won it seven times. Oh, wow. Okay. Bob Knight won it five times. Yeah. Back then, they maybe they just did. Whoever won the league gets the. Yeah, I don't. know. I mean, it's it's a it's a fun argument or it's a fun conversation. But I just it. it I, would, don't, I don't think the coaches care, and I, I don't yeah. think yeah, they just want their teams to do well. I wonder though if there's an probably an incentive oh, in Brad's contract. Probably. Not quite as good as the UConn football coach. I would say not. <laughs> no. If you win That's the coin to toss, we're going to pay you a thousand dollars. As of on that note, Minnesota 
not on the note of coin tosses at well, UConn, right. but on the note of uh, the coach of the year. Uh, Minnesota's seven and seven in the league. They're what sixth or seventh in the yeah. Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, middle of the pack team. Winning, even though they were projected to be, if they were going to make last, the tournament, dead last. If they're they going to make, make the tournament, the tournament. Yeah. A, a team that goes from predicted to be last to NIT, like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. It is, though, to Lon's point, Ben Johnson, good job. You actually earn the money they're paying you. you <laughs> right, can, right. You're going to save your job. You actually are doing, for the first time since you've been at Minnesota, a decent exactly. job of being the coach of Minnesota. Here's yep. a, here's the award for the best coach of the year. Like That, that, seemed, that does seem dumb. I mean, they might not even make the NCAA tournament. You're giving, no, they're not. You would give him the coach of the year. And the Hoiberg, I, Nebraska's been pretty good. They they're, have been. They're eight and seven. They're going to probably make the tournament, right? Not, it's not a for sure thing. Gotta they're win fun. a road game, probably. Well, they got Indiana on. They're Wednesday. fun to watch, too. Of course. That's a fun team to watch. I think you could throw the argument in for Brad that his All-American player Ooh. Got taken from him midseason. Mm-hmm. Kept the team afloat. They went four and two without him. Get him back, and now they're going to finish clear cut second in the Big Ten. Maybe share the title. That's a good point. Well, and how much different is this team than last year? And he went out and got three it's transfers that have fit I mean, perfectly. Is Coleman's the only one that played a lot last year? I know Goody was hurt. Oh, and, and Shane. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, right. so you know, does that factor in? Do you factor in kind of the? Like, it would be nice to reward the offseason, like piecing together mm-hmm. of the roster, not only coaching up what you have, but actually going out and getting the pieces. Like like the NFL, I think, has general manager of the year, right? They have awards for that. Mm-hmm. You, That's what these guys are now. Yeah, of course. I mean, Brad, half of his job is being a GM and going out and getting portal guys. <laughs> it's just cra- it's crazy how it's changed. Throw in that everybody killed him all offseason for not getting a point guard. He's got the number five offense in the country. You guys were idiots for that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> you I said, I said, go back in the I said you don't need a point guard to win. No, you did. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. I didn't say that. <laughs> and I still, if you get in crunch time, I might wonder a little bit, but. Um, so far, yeah, they've been a fantastic offense. That has not been their issue. Guarding point guards, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely there. I mean, yes. Yeah, somebody sent us a picture of Brad at the women's game today, and he's got the old, looks like the hockey jersey on. Oh, nice. The Illinois. Is that just like the ultimate tease? We have these hockey jerseys that we just don't have a team. It would be fun to have one. Oh, it? my goodness. People would eat it up. Yeah. Would eat it up. It would be incredible. It's too bad. All right, we better take a break. We do need one. We'll play a little bit of Brad Underwood from after the win. 85 to 80 in College Park over the weekend. Talk some more basketball as well. And I want to get out the new projection as far as the bracket. How much did Illinois help themselves? There was the bracket reveal, at least the seating reveal on Saturday. Touch on that. A lot more to do. Got to catch a break. It is the drive.